Hello, 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 hello. Um, this is Running Late with Emily Fun, and I'm here with my friend who I met maybe a month ago. Like a month ago, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Io. I am a student at Texas Tech studying electrical engineering and math. I also run a pretty cool startup called Hangio. Um, we are a closet-focused startup um, who are really we're really passionate about um, just making the closet experience the best one that it can be, uh, and we're doing that through these innovative, cool, bendable hangers. Um, so I'm doing that, and then I also um, I have a strong passion for for STEM and um, community and women's empowerment and um, all of that that entails in that. Yeah, that was an amazing introduction. Um, actually, how we met was kind of like through a sales event. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, how would you explain it? It was like psychology, sales, and yeah. marketing. It was like from, I forgot his name. Do you remember his name? Aaron. Okay, Aaron, and he's like guru of sales. Guru of, he, he created this platform or this website. I'll try to find a link. Um, but it, it's basically like he teaches salespeople to be better salespeople. <laughs> um, and so somehow I ended up at that event. Um, I and I sat next to each other and then, um, and then we both got called up to, to go <laughs> pitch like our businesses and go pitch our ideas up in front of the entire room. Yeah. Um, and she completely killed it and I bombed it and <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I think it's just Emily's giving her too much of our time, herself too much of our time. I, I don't know. I feel like I obviously could have done better, but I was just very impressed with how you um, went up there and were like cool, calm, collected, knew what you had to say. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I found that very impressive, and I'm I'm glad that we are recording this episode together. I know, me too. <laughs> the same day, Tram was also there too. Yeah. And um, actually, so we had before – me, Emily, and Tram met, um, we had like this like icebreaker session where we had to go to like different people and like get to know them. And then they'd like rate us as far as like how good of a speaker or interactor we were. Yeah. Um, and like the prize was to like potentially get a speaking gig. So I remember like going around to everyone and then seeing like the group of ladies in the back. And I'm just like, I need to go talk to them ASAP. <laughs> and so I go walk over and literally the first thing I see is just, like, big smiles. Everyone's like, hey, like, how are you? Like, Emily lit up, Tram lit up, the other ladies that were there. It was just so, like, they were so friendly and warm. And I was like, okay, like, these, huh. these are the people yeah. to be around. Yeah, I know. Um, it's really funny. I feel like everyone that I've gotten um, to know really well in the past couple of months, I've met at these kind of events. Yeah. And I don't think it's by coincidence. I think it's that a lot of people who go to these events have the similar mindset, similar goals, um, and kind of go with the same intention as I do. It's just like building, you know, that core group of people that has, you know, the same mindset as you and same t similar goals and um, that community that you were kind of talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us more about electrical engineering, how you chose that, um, you know, how that came about. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually an interesting story, I would say. Um, I've always been like inclined towards math and science. I, I could do numbers, but I couldn't like 
write a paper to save my life. So, yeah, I I, I couldn't. Like, I remember in middle school, I would dread English class because of all the writing and reading that we had to do. Yeah. But I'd be so excited about algebra. And I would, like, spend – I would be, like, the last one to finish my test because I just, like, loved – I loved, like, math. So Really? Yeah, so I, I, I knew that I was inclined towards this instead of that. And so um, I went to an engineering, math, science-focused high school, spent some time there, and was really fascinated with, like, medical devices. Oh. Um, specifically prosthetics, but also hearing, ga- hearing aids, um, pacemakers, everything related to making people's lives better with technology. Wow. Um, in the healthcare area. Yeah. So I heard about biomedical engineering, was which was, like, the people that made that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want to do biomedical engineering. So going to my first year of college, um, wide-eyed girl with tons of, like, <laughs> dreams and, and hopes. And, of course, like, college kind of just shoots, like, so much down as far as, like, enthusiasm because yeah. it's so much work. But um, I remember taking a physics 2 class my second semester of freshman year, and I don't know what it was about that class. It was 8 a.m. Okay. Bright and early, but I showed up I showed up on time. Yeah. If not on time, then early yeah. to that class, every single class. And um, I loved it. I was learning about, like, electricity and magnetism, and it was, like, a, a project-based class. So we did projects every single, um, every single class. And I really got into it. And so I talked to my professor, like, the middle of the semester. And I was like, hey, I really love this class. Um, what does that mean? I know I want to do biomedical engineering. But I heard that it's not great for undergrad, but better for grad school. Because yeah. it's more, it's, like, more of a specialized field. So she was like, um, physics 2, the people that usually like that go down the route of electrical engineering. Physics 1, mechanical engineering. So I was like, okay, bet. Okay, okay, yeah, let's go engineering. So, so I did, easy as that. Yeah, just well, just well. <laughs> I like did some research and yeah. like un- like tried to understand the field and everything. And I saw how it aligned, and my plan was I'll just do electrical engineering to get my foundation. Yeah, and then I'll do biomedical for masters or PhD, whatever. Yeah. So I ended up transferring to tech because I wanted to take that engineering more seriously, and um, I've been there for two years, and I really loved it. Like. I'm getting more into like my classes, like electronics, uh, and like principal communications and digital systems, and I've really just enjoyed it, despite how challenging it has been. Yeah, but I know, I know that I'm in the right place. Like every time that I'm having like a breakdown, like middle of the yeah. semester, coming up, you know, with the second test, um, I like get, I get kind of unsure but then I start to think like can I see myself doing anything else yeah and the answer is always no wow that's that's a really good feeling to know like when you finally figured it out of like what you want to do yeah um I can't say I'm even close to that but also looking back like two three years ago I'm so much closer than like I used to be yeah I've always been kind of the person who like has so many different interests and it's hard for me to pin it down mm. on like what I should focus on um but, yeah, I, I imagine that's, like, an amazing feeling to know, like, no, I'm in the right place. No, this is exactly what I should be doing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it hasn't it hasn't been, like, a smooth boat ride. Like, it's definitely been going back and forth, back and forth. But I yeah. think, like, one thing that that's helped me is just being, like, checking in on myself and being self-aware. Like, am yeah. I happy? Do I like this? And, you like, you can see where you're drawn to and where you're not drawn to. So, yeah. 
I've kind of used like that as a compass to get me to the like my fields of engineering. Right. So it's awesome. it's yeah, I'm kind of like scatterbrained too, but yeah. I'll look recently all roads have been leading to kind of pursuing engineering more yeah. seriously. And um how does Hangyo play into your life and this whole Yeah, thing? yeah. <laughs> I always say this, um, but Hangyo is like my baby. Like, yeah. Sometimes I won't eat with my friends because I'm like, no, I have to save for my baby. And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But they know. Um, But I started Hangyo as a freshman in college. um, And I took this class and it it was all about like design thinking and journey mapping and how to create a marketing plan and how to create a product. And um, I took that class and I learned about it and I absolutely loved it. And so from there, um, I was able to... um, work on Hangio more. Um, and then at Texas Tech, they have just so many opportunities, like as far as developing as a, as an entrepreneur and then, um, capital, like funding. Yeah. And so I really took advantage of that, but, um, I'm sure that was difficult. How, how'd you go about that? Especially for funding. Oh yeah. Um, so I spent a year like validating the product about a year. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of customer discovery did some pitch competitions because um, I wanted to make sure that this is something that people would actually like. Yeah. Um, and I used that validation I got to help me with the applications for at Texas Tech for all of their programs and show like, hey, this is my idea. It's really cool. But also other people think it's really cool too. Yeah. And this is what they're saying. Um, and this is like a problem that needs to be solved and people are willing to like invest yeah. in it so what are some typical problems people face that Hangyo could solve yeah so I guess I didn't actually describe what like our main product is but it's essentially a, a an all-in-one bendable hanger that yeah. solves the problems that traditional hangers have so traditional hangers they haven't been really evolved for hundreds of years yeah um you have the classic like triangular shape and that shape gives way to stretching, wrinkling, bumps, creasing, close one to the ground, essentially like tons of headache and stress. Um, and so our hanger alleviates those problems and it gives you a peace of mind because you don't have to worry that your clothes are going to be on the ground or that they're going to be overstretched or that you're going to have to iron them like every single time you take it off the hanger. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. So people... People could literally not iron anymore. Is is that what you're telling me? If you if you don't want to, it's all your choice. But our our hanger, like we are we are designing it so that way it's not giving you like the wrinkles or like the awkward mountain peaks, you know. Yeah. Instead of instead of the hanger or your clothes shaping to the hanger, we want to do the opposite. Yeah. The we want yeah, we want the hanger shaped to your clothes to shape to your clothes. Our whole our whole like backing is that your clothes are important. They express who you are. Right. Um, they're valuable. You spend money on them. As such, like, it's important that they are stored properly. Yeah. Why would you put, like, a $100 garment on a 10-cent hanger? That's yeah. all, that's our whole thing, that um, in order to maintain the longevity of your clothes, like, there's going to need to be investment. And it and really starts with the – Yeah, taking care of them. Um, an important element of that is where they live yeah. in your closet wow. on the hanger. I've never thought of that. Whenever I think about taking care of like expensive pieces of clothes, it's always, you know, kind of, you think about like the laundry aspect of it, or you think about like getting dry cleaning or, um, you know, just trying not to get it dirty. But I guess I've never thought about how, you know, where it lives because yeah. it sits there. 
the yeah. entire year until, you know, you wear it or however many times you wear it. So Exactly. Yeah. Usually we find that, like, hangers are an afterthought for people. Yeah. Like, they just don't consider it. Especially, sure. like, talking to people. They're like, yeah. no, it's not as an involved process. But what we're trying to say is, like, hey, what if you, what if there was more thought put into the hangers that you have in your closet? Yeah. Since they're such a fundamental piece of the closet. I think um, hangio would be perfect for people who purposely choose to be very intentional about their lives, what they do, where they spend their time, what they spend their money on. People who are just very self-aware of, you know, what, what they want, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Like one, one word that we use to describe our target market is closet conscious. Yeah. Fashion conscious, like people who are aware of that and they care about that. Yeah. are willing to invest time and money into that. Yeah. Because not everybody is, which is okay. Right. Um, but we want to target those people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for everyone, but I think it would be really useful for the people that would find benefit in it. Yeah. So how, here's, here's where I kind of disconnect. Where, where does electrical engineering and <laughs> and you come together? How do you piece those together? Because they're so different to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. A lot of people ask me that too. Yeah. Um, so, and it's okay, by the way, it's okay to have completely different types of interests. I just wonder how, like, what makes you, you to have those vastly different interests? Yeah, it doesn't really add up, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me the math behind it. (laughs) Yeah, so I've, so this is where, like, in addition to, like, the engineering tech side, yeah. I also have like this entrepreneurial side. I always, I always felt like it's always been within me. Yeah. Um, in middle school, I remember like being really into bows. Like I would come with these big, like fat bows that yeah. were like leopard print or like hot pink, really just hot mess stuff. Right. Um, but the girls in my class would notice and they'd be like, Oh, where'd you get your bows? And I'm like, Oh, the store, um, yeah. I can get you some. So I, Talked to my mom the next time we went to the store. Yeah. And I was like, um, mom, I'll do some extra chores if you just buy me these bows. Because I had no money at the time. I was young. Yeah. Um, and she was like, okay, fine. Just do the chores. So I got some extra bows. And the next day I went to the gym in the morning because that's where all the kids hung out. And I was selling the bows for like twice of what yeah. I, I purchased it. And I love that. I love the the exchange of um, seeing their faces light up and then getting something of value back. Um, yeah. And I, like, did that, and I went into, like, cupcakes and just, like, all small stuff here and yeah. there in high school. Um, but I, I loved that, and That's I wanted nice. to figure out, like, how to fuse it into what I was doing, like, yeah. with engineering. I just didn't know how until I got the opportunity to do Hangio. And yeah. so, um, what is it? Hangio, it, it spurred from my love for entrepreneurship yeah. and creating new things and closing gaps in places that um, – that I have opportunity to, to close. Right. Um, also, I really like fashion too. Yeah. I really love just um, looking good, feeling good, and <gasps> patterns. Stop. I wrote an article one time that's called "Look Good, Feel Good." Really? I swear to God. I'll okay, send, send it, it to you. me. <laughs> um, it, it's about like how when you look good, you you literally feel good, and yeah. it changes your like mindset, and you're nicer to people for some mm. reason. And like, Interesting. you've never felt that? No, I I have, <laughs> yeah. I have, but. I get, did you like talk to other people about it or? Yeah, I've had, I've had this, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know I like completely, um, but yeah, I wrote an article one time about how, um, in college I was just, I became like this person who was just like super bummy and like, you know, would wear like 
jeggings and like yeah. sweatpants to class and that was fine you can do that sometimes yeah um but then it turned into like me just being like this grumpy person who like mm-hmm. didn't want to talk to anyone because I was just like oh I don't feel good like I don't really want to interact with people yeah um and I've definitely noticed like my my um the way I interact with people and behavior uh with other people is so much nicer when I feel good about myself mm-hmm. um because I think it just stems from like if you're nice to yourself and you're nice to other people sure. and, you know, if you love yourself and you love other people type of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but you said no. the words look good, feel good. And that's what it brought me to. I relate. I relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I loved, I loved that aspect and I really got into it like freshman year of college. Yeah. I wasn't like huge on it, like in high school, it kind of was like a nerd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. And Mostly I loved, like, the opportunity to impact people, like, even in the smallest ways. Yeah. Um, I remember when people first saw the product and they were, like, playing with it, I saw their faces lit up and I was like, man, this is the best feeling in the world. Like, hearing them say, this is cool, or I can see this in the closet, and just seeing their emotion. And so, yeah, my engineering background doesn't really tie too much into it um, directly, but... I've also been leading on the development side. So trying out different materials, um, trying to do like beta testing with, you know, potential customers and um, developing the product to a place where I'm proud of it. People are proud of it, but also it's like highly functional. It's the best hanger on the market. Yeah. So, so did you ever have a moment when coming up with Hangio where you were like hesitant, where you, you know, kind of felt, um, I don't want to say discouraged, but just kind of like double, kind of just like double, triple thinking everything and just overthinking about, you know, if it's the right thing for you. Because obviously you're putting your time into it, you're putting your money into it, your effort, all of that, right? So was there ever a time or has there been a time where you've kind of like doubted what you're doing and how do you overcome that? Oh, yeah. Um, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I, I struggle a long time, um, with believing in myself. Yeah. Um, and believing that this could work. Like, I think I heard a lot of like, oh, this is a great idea. You know, this could be great. Um, you know, all of this stuff, but there was a huge disconnect with me actually believing that myself. Like everyone else believed it, but I didn't believe I could do it. Like I could leave this company and make it into something great and big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there hasn't been like one direct moment. It's been like a season, mm-hmm. this season where I've, I've had to lead Hangio. I've had to, you know, work with different people, bring on a, another person and be a good leader. Um, so that, that has been challenging for sure. And it's not like, it's not perfect. And yeah. it's a, definitely a process, but I think every day I move forward and I progress, mm-hmm. um, it, it gets easier. There was a point in the semester, though, this past semester, because the semester was crazy. Yeah. Um, that I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I don't know if I could juggle school and do startup and, and work so I could eat. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it was like the people around me, my mentors, my friends that were like, yeah. Oh, like, what's going on with you? Or like, what are you doing? They were so excited. And I was like, oh man, like this is important. Like people want to see this happen. Like people believe in this. Mm -hmm. And so it really just got me back on track. But 
if I had to pick one moment recently, it was probably that when everything was just getting too overwhelming. Yeah. So as far as what I did, um, I made sure that I had a really good pe- group of people around me. Right. That kept That's me important. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Who Who are some of those people that you keep around you? You don't have to name them, but just like, you know, like you've mentioned your mentors before. Um, how do you find your mentors? Who are they? Are they like in a similar industry or is it just like people who just really believe in you? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I had the opportunity to be a part of, um, the Texas Tech Accelerator, which is a year long program where they invest money, time and mentors into a handful of startups in the Lubbock area community. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a year and I was placed with a mentor team and they were all from different industries like manufacturing and marketing and product development and advertising um, and leadership. And so yeah. I was, I was like just honored to have that opportunity to have a mentor team. Right. Um, and so those were, those are really the people that gave me a lot of direction. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't know where I'd be without them because they were the people that I was calling when I was like, I don't know, like, what I do here like I don't yeah. know I don't know what I should say to, to my you know my manufacturer I don't I don't know this I don't know that there was a lot that um I wasn't aware of because I this is my first time yeah. doing it and so um not only the knowledge that they gave but the support they gave I went yeah. through a really challenging time last year and they were just there to support me the entire way um and then just you know yeah just so I think um similar to what you said, like, you know, success and no matter what you do comes from the people around you, mm-hmm. um, from the work that you put in as well, obviously, but definitely your support system has a lot to do with it. For sure. Um, and I mean, we've only known each other for like a month yeah. and I was already thinking about how, like, <clears throat> even for recording this podcast, you told me you're like, no, you're going to record it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Um, or you were like, nope, you're going to do this. Or you're going to pre-market. You're going to do all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> versus, like, when I was thinking about doing it, like, I wanted to keep it low-key and just to myself because I've always had this, like, I don't know. I always overthink, um, you know, how people are going to perceive what I put out. Um, and it has to do with me being kind of, like, a perfectionist but also me wanting to not disappoint. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's really cool that it seems like you just like dove in head first when you realized you liked your physics two class and you liked, you know, that type of work um, and to switch to um, electrical engineering. And then when it came to Hangyo, you really, you just like dove in and you got mentors and stuff. Um, So I think that's really impressive that you can just like, of course, think about it and then, decide and then jump into it whereas like I'll find myself like overthinking it and then kind of hesitating and not jumping jumping right in um so that's definitely something that I want to work on but yeah that's that's really cool I feel like you inspire me oh thank you (laughs) you inspire me too I mean you you have a lot of courage um but yeah so obviously I had a bunch of cringy photos of like random things I'd find online. And then also I had a, I had a journal on there, like a little mini diary for some reason. And it was a post from like four years ago. And in this post, I am heartbroken. Oh. And I have no idea what I was heartbroken over. 
Did it, did it give any context? No, like, oh. it was just, I think I purposely tried to keep it, like, um, kind of broad because I was always afraid if someone found it, they'd know, like, what's happening. What's happening. So, anyway, in this post, it was from, like, four years ago. So, I was 19. Um, and I'm talking about, like, how, like, my heart hurts and I'm so mm. broken. And I'm like, who is this emo girl? <laughs> like, who is she? Who hurt her? Uh, no. Tumblr was the place for all of that. Yeah. Tumblr, I feel like, compared to any social media, was a place where you could, like, put your heart out there. Yes. And it was, like, okay. Like, it was accepted. Yeah. Like, people were just so raw on Tumblr. So raw. Like, you see the saddest, like, stuff on Tumblr. Yeah. But also, like, the raw, the raw stuff. I know. I feel like social media is not like that as much anymore. No. But on Tumblr, it was a real. Tumblr, people kept it real. Do you remember the anonymous messages that people could send you? Anon- uh, yes. They still do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they still do it on Tumblr, but I remember I would get like messages from people, even though I didn't have like a ton of followers or anything, but it was just like people like spilling their like life story and asking for advice and us really? being, yeah, like us being just so emotional Together. with random strangers <laughs> online. Um, yeah, Tumblr, good times. Good times. I wonder if people still use Tumblr. It's still around. I know. Yeah. I mean, MySpace is still around, but MySpace, really? yeah, but MySpace has turned into like a music platform now. Um, Interesting. I don't think it's really used as a social uh, platform anymore. It's it has something to do with like playlists or music. I don't know, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever have a MySpace? Yes, unfortunately. How was that? Um, it was not good, actually. Like there was, it was there was drama starting from my MySpace. Drama. Yeah. So someone like hacked into my account Ooh. and was starting drama with another girl and that girl thought that that was me oh yeah because it so, was from your account yeah because it's from my account so like the next day i'm hearing all of this stuff about like oh like she's about to fight you blah, blah, oh blah. my god i'm like what did i do <laughs> i try and be nice um and so i end up finding out that it was all started from my space so i'm gonna hack in my account yeah. and i'm starting some drama with her and she, like, we were friends, but she, like, that day, she didn't, like, talk to me. Yeah. She would just look at me with, like, the most angry face. Ooh. So it was the last period of of class. Did you get in a fight? We we didn't. We didn't because I was too I was too scared, so I yeah. ran to the principal's office. Have you, ever, like, have you ever gone in a fight? No, not a, not a physical fight. No? No. no. Yeah. Maybe, like, when we were kids, like, with me and my brother, but. Yeah. No, not, not any of that. Um, but we ended up sorting out with the principal, but. After that, I deleted it. I was like, nope, not for You me. deleted it. You're like, nope, too yeah. much drama. Yeah, but um, it was a trend. Like, everyone had it in elementary school. I know. Do you, do you think Instagram will die out similar to how other platforms have died out? Mm, that's a good question. My first initial reaction is no. Yeah. I think Instagram is such a robust platform. Yeah. That it's, like, livelihood. I think it's going to go for a long time. Yeah. Like, Instagram has done a really good job of like innovating and adapting and I think if they continue that and if they continue to like just innovate then they'll be around for a long time but I think Instagram is a really powerful platform to connect people right through video and images and it has such a fresh fresh vibe fresh audience right what do you think about Facebook because Facebook has died out a lot compared to what it used to be it's still really big obviously uh, but people just don't give it as much importance anymore. And it's also, like, the demographic, I believe, has changed. It's for, like, 
the older crowd versus the younger millennials and you know yeah I so a lot of my friends say they don't use Facebook anymore or yeah. they'll go on it like ever so often just a lot of people use it for events events yeah yeah to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. a lot of people I know that are like around my age use it for like groups so there's like yeah. a startup group or like women's group and they connect with other people through that yeah so I think it just like um We got cut off, sorry. So yeah, came in, let's just be real. Yeah, someone came in the room. Our bad, my bad. Um, and then, um, yeah, so Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, we like we just like listen to the recording again and realize how much Emily loves. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you've noticed it. Maybe not. Oh God. See, now I'm gonna say it the rest of the podcast, and everyone's gonna notice it. <laughs> it's yeah. your thing. It's your trademark. It's okay. my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how I say in such a valley girl voice, it's so nasally. <laughs> anyway, um, so Facebook, um, don't think it's as big. I I heard something about Instagram. Someone said the other day that I thought was interesting. They said, um, and first of all, Facebook, Instagram is not our friend in the sense that for, well, this was an influencer speaking. So like, you know, take what you will from it. But mm-hmm she was saying like they're not our friend because they don't let us get as much like um engagement on our platforms anymore because they want the ad dollars to go to them and so they'd rather you sponsor a post through instagram versus you working with like um like nike or adidas and like them sponsoring your post um well i guess that's different because you could still spawn you could still like boost a post Mm -hmm. on instagram but anyway they basically were saying like they want your ad dollars um which is why a lot of people complain about like the algorithm and like Mm -hmm. i'm not getting enough engagement i'm not getting enough like traction on my pages and they are basically giving more attention um to you know people with bigger platforms yeah and so i also feel like it's hard to grow on instagram now especially if you're like trying to grow your brand or uh, your business or whatever it may be. What yeah. Think? Yeah. Um, I think with anything or any organization platform that you're working with, like yeah. you're, yeah, <laughs> I just realized it now. <laughs> oh God. Um, but I think like <clears throat> you kind of like work with the cards that you're dealt. Yeah. You know? Oh like, my God. What? I just like said it again. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut up. You gonna talk, okay? Oh, I need a new catchphrase. I think words. this is the one. Honestly, it's natural. Oh god. Own it. I'm telling you. All right. Um, but yeah, play with the cards that you're dealt, and I think like it's too risky to put all the eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. You know, like for Hangio, we don't just do Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like. We also do? we do grassroots, so we talk to people. Like, yeah, we do. That's we more do, important. Yeah, <laughs> like developing those relationships. Yeah, like in person. <laughs> Emily, it's okay. It's okay. I can't Own stop. It. This is my theme. Own it. Own it. I can't stop. <laughs> um, um, what's a good alternative? But yeah, like, um, I, I feel like it gets the point across. Okay. Yeah. See. Maybe I'll say, is it, oh, you just said I, it? I'm on the bandwagon now. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch to okay. Okay. But anyway, do you also use LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is LinkedIn, depending on how you use it, is a really great platform. Mm-hmm. It's more professional. I agree. And you well, I just I think that there are different personalities on each platform. Oh yeah. With Instagram so, it's a little bit or this is my perspective. I've seen that it's a little bit more creative, mm-hmm. more out there, colorful. Mm-hmm. Facebook is a little bit more like community, familial, um yeah. low key. Um, homie. Do you think LinkedIn is fake at all? Because mm. Tram and I had this conversation mm. in our last podcast that we recorded. And she was saying she thinks LinkedIn is more fake than Instagram. Really? Which I don't agree with. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. What do you what do you think? Do you think huh. and her reasoning was because on LinkedIn you um kind of have to be you you're showing the best side of you. Of course, everything on social media is your highlight reel. Yeah. That makes sense. But on LinkedIn, it's like, look, I went to this event and I spoke with the mm-hmm. speaker and I it's it's more geared towards recruiters and companies. And so just like how people like spruce up their resume, they're kind of like, you know, sprucing up their LinkedIn and the content they put out and perhaps even exaggerating. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, with the exaggerating part, I don't think that's cool. Yeah. But I think with LinkedIn, um, just like any other social media, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's all about how you use it and not letting it use you. Right. So, yeah, with LinkedIn, I feel like um, it's the type of platform where you are highlighting those things, your accomplishments and sharing um, the cool events that you went to and the things that you learned. Um and yeah, that's mostly what I see. And I, and I get a lot of like opportunities. I get a lot of encouragement from it. Um, so yeah, but I've never thought about it like in that way. That's a mm-hmm. really interesting perspective. And I think that like we are in the generation where people are only showing the great stuff. Mm-hmm. And on LinkedIn, I only do see the great stuff. So, so, so I love LinkedIn. I yeah. think it's an incredible platform for video, especially. If I was to ever get into video, it would... 100% be on LinkedIn. Really? It wouldn't be on YouTube, I think. Or Instagram? It would be LinkedIn. Yeah, not even Instagram or YouTube because I think LinkedIn directly connects you with with the people who are serious about business or serious about your industry. Your industry, whatever the work that you're looking for versus which Instagram, sure you can get a lot of eyeballs, but it's not necessarily people who are who are going to be like, you know, clients or people who are going to want to work with you or, um, it could be literally anyone, you yeah. know, cause Instagram's more creative. And so therefore not everyone on that platform has that same mindset and is also not looking for the same things you're looking for. LinkedIn, I think definitely narrows it down to, uh, people, especially if you're trying to get like a corporation to notice you yeah. much easier on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and so if I was to ever get into video, it would definitely be on LinkedIn. Um, and it's very underutilized at the moment. Mm Video is getting bigger on LinkedIn, but it's not where it could be. Um, and I think we're going to see like an explosion of, of growth on LinkedIn video in the next coming years. Cause they only started like last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's still brand new. There's, there's only like a few, uh, like leaders in LinkedIn video and a few, a lot of them are from Dallas, like Rachel Chang. Um, I would love to interview her as well, but she is the general manager of the Riveter, um, and Rachel, Rachel Chang, yeah. do you know her? Well, I was at the Fearless Conference, and she came to give, like, a little spiel about the 
um, some conferences that they were having coming up there. Yeah. But, yeah, she's cool. She is um, the short blonde hair. Yep. Really tall. Yeah. So she uh, she started on LinkedIn. Mm. That's how she built her platform, her entire business. Through That's, videos? Through video, yeah. Because um, before this, I believe she was in, oh, God, what did she used to do? It wasn't engineering. It was um, architect. Okay. So she was an architect, and she decided that she didn't want to do that anymore. And then she started working with, like, the deck, uh, which is where we met. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, she started creating LinkedIn video. And uh, now I think she, like, well, before the Riveter, she was, like, working with uh, the Wildcatters tech, which is, like, a VC company. I don't – I'm not exactly sure. But – She's built her entire brand off of LinkedIn, and she's she's not the only one. There's a lot of people in Dallas who have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it just exposes you to, like, such great opportunities and puts you in front of the right people and connects you with people who you'd actually want to work with versus, like, I've noticed on Instagram it's, it's always a lot of, like, sorting through people mm-hmm. where it's, like, you'll connect with someone, but then it's just not um, – you're not both looking for the same thing or, yeah. you know? Yeah. Instagram, I think if I were to compare it all of this stuff to like food, Instagram kind of feels like that nice fast food place that you like to go to. Yeah. Whereas LinkedIn's like oh, a little sit down, like restaurant that's a little bit more homey where you can get to know people. Yeah. I've made so many like relevant, incredible connections through LinkedIn for people I, I don't know. I've never met in person, but um that I've just reached out to for mm-hmm. like just seeking knowledge or um, seeking advice. So, and people like usually like nine times out of 10 get back to me. People so. are so nice yeah. with, about that stuff. Yeah. When I was job hunting last year, I re- I was like cold emailing, like there was no tomorrow. No, like no, nobody's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was messaging people on LinkedIn, on freaking Facebook groups like and everyone was so nice about it I don't think I met one person who wasn't helpful um in like providing me with resources and connecting me with the right people um and so yeah I think these tools are so powerful and a lot of people just don't realize the power I guess yeah that they hold and they they really could help you propel your business or your ideas forward it's just about one, using them correctly, but also, like, staying consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think consistency is, like, where I personally will sometimes slack. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm recording this podcast, now I have to be consistent because... I'm going to be on you. You're, yeah. I'm going to be like, where's our next video? I remember you texted me um, <laughs> the next morning at, like, 7 a.m. after I told you I was going <laughs> to record an episode, or I recorded one and I was going to release it. And she was like, well... What are we? Are we? <laughs> what are we what's, what's going on? What's going on? Are we uh, putting it out? What's happening? Because I would know if I was like where I was going to find it, so that way I can retweet it or you know yeah. repost it. So yeah, but we settled um, on the pre-marketing, which is a good idea. Sorry, we settled on the pre-marketing, which is a good idea. Yes, hopefully you know you can help me pre-market. For you sure, can repost that stuff because gotcha. I know I'm not about to. <laughs> I'm not about to repost anything. I will encourage you to. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So um, I actually introduced um, Io to Lizzo. God, she put me on. Put you on Lizzo. Lizzo is my favorite artist these days. Um, her song Juice, mm. Boys, mm. Truth Hurts. Mm. Um, and so the last time we hung out, it was me, Tram, and Ion. We went to sit in my car. 
uh, put the music on blast, gave her a phone to read the lyrics. Yes. And then we recorded a video <laughs> of, uh, of us jamming out to these songs, um, which maybe I feel like we should release as a part of this. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It like should. Chop it up. Mm-hmm, chop yeah. it up. It should be released at the same time. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are your favorite artists? Um, mm, that's hard. There's so many. Recently, uh, it's been her. Her. Okay. Have you heard of her? I've heard of her. Okay. I couldn't name a song. Yeah. But I I know the name. Yeah, she's just recently getting big, like, this year. Yeah. I think she started back in, like, 2017. What, first what's album. a popular song that I might know? Popular song. Her latest song is called Racks. Um, Racks. Okay. Um, let's see. That's not, like, Rack City. That's not Tyga no. vibes, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but she does talk about, like, money in it, like, a little bit more deeper than yeah. the rap. Is it is it an is it an anthem for getting bread, making um, money? <laughs> I think I haven't like divulged and like analyzed the song, but like my my takeaway from the song is like we we spend all this money to kind of like ease our pain, yeah. ease all the things that like we don't want to talk about or we don't want to face. Yeah, um, and she like says like I'll spend all this money, but I'll just get it back, and like you know all that stuff. So, um, I really, 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 really like her. She's like very authentic and real and she's doing music cause she wants to do music and she loves it. And she's putting out stuff that she's proud of. And her whole theme is, um, or her, her name stands for having everything revealed, but it's oh. so ironic because she wears glasses. Like she hasn't actually like publicly shown her full face. Really? She'll wear glasses to interviews to, um, all of her concerts, all of her like public I didn't outings. know that. Yeah. So it's kind of like when Gaga did the wig, right? And yeah. then what was her name? Uh, Sia? Sia? S-I-A. 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 Yeah. Um, their song was big. Do they have a song? But uh, I know she, she was big at a C- time. I can't say her name. Sia, Sia, whatever it is. She, she did a wig too where it's like you couldn't see her face. Mm-hmm. And then Marshmallow, of course, does like the. You know who Marshmallow is? Mm-hmm. You don't know Marshmallow? Is that the next person I'm going to be put on to? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not crazy about Marshmallow's music, but Marshmallow is like an EDM artist. Oh, okay. And so he wears this giant, like, Oh, head. I've seen that. Yeah, and he does, like, those crazy huge concerts. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. Um, but I just meant, like, pe- artists who cover their face mm. or artists who don't reveal. I feel like that's a vibe, too. That he, is a vibe. That's a mood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just I know. Like, Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say, just people who like don't fully expose themselves, and it leaves that mystery. Billie Eilish, actually, even though you can totally see her face, her hair, and everything, Billie Eilish always says that she wears baggy clothes because she doesn't want people to see the shape of her body. Not because she's insecure, but because she doesn't want judgment on her her body or like what she looks like or her clothes she wants people to focus on her music mm. i think that's really dope i've tried googling photos of billy eilish i won't lie to you i've i've typed in billy eilish bathing suit there's nothing none, oh, wow. none because she's consistent yeah she she wears like these giant like boy shorts and like baggy shirts from like hot topic and like her style is just very like i don't know but you i like i like that that's kind of like hers like 
reasoning. She wants it to be about the music, yeah, not anything else. That makes sense. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's interesting. It's new, especially in like this this generation that we're in. So I like her mm-hmm. a lot. And I I don't know. I feel I feel so like bad to admit it, but I like Drake. Oh, you like Drake? Oh, okay, all right. If you oh, had God. to pick between Drake and J Cole, mm. ooh, that's hard. Is it hard? They're all. It shouldn't be hard. <laughs> I don't know what side you're on. I don't know what side you're on. Okay, so they have like their own. They're like in different lanes. Like they have their own. For sure, they're in different lanes. You know, but if you have to pick one, I would say I consistently listen to Drake. Really? But I liked I liked J Cole a lot because he he's more of like a storyteller. Yes. Which I love. Yes. I love poetry. I love like infusing that with like music. So I like him a lot, but I haven't like spent the time to really get to know his music. Okay, so that's on, that's on the bucket list. But Jake Drake, tell me, tell me your love for Drake. He okay. This is one thing I really love that he does. He'll sample music like from the '90s or from the '80s, uh-huh. and he'll, he'll infuse it to his music now. Uh-huh. Like West on Road flows. One of my favorite songs from him. I think he sampled a song from Mary J. Blige, like in the early two thousands. Yeah. And I love the vibe it gives to the music. Um, mm. I love the feeling. It feels so like nostalgic. Like it takes me to a place that I was I like was born in, mm-hmm. but I didn't really get to experience. Get to experience, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that. I love how he has like he's really dynamic. So someone was talking shit about Drake the other day. I'm gonna tell you, and then you can tell me what you think. Wait, wait. First off, which side are you on? I'm on J. Cole's side for oh, sure, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. All the way. Okay. I love Drake, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if I had to, okay, let's say this. All three of us are on a boat. I can only save one. I'm saving J. Cole and pushing Drake off. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but not because I want to push him off. It's just J. Cole wins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Favorite, favorite song? Favorite song for J. Cole? I can't. Okay, album, maybe? Uh, Yeah, Four Still Drive, yeah. Me too. Uh, no Role Models. No. Oh, I know that song. Start to finish, really? word for word, could wrap the entire thing to you right now. <laughs> okay, next car sesh, we're doing that. Yeah. Okay, deal. No role models, that's my favorite. Um, Vibe. Yes. But, so someone told me the other day, they were like, Drake steals a lot of his content from old songs. You worded it differently. You mm-hmm. said he samples a lot of content from old songs. So it could be either or, but I did hear that like he takes lyrics, like, lines of lyrics um and uses them in his songs i wonder if he references those if he acknowledges that he's using them yeah i don't know um i don't know the answer to that i'm sure he has a whole team for that you know just to make sure his legal's in check that is true but on that note i think a lot of like work like creative work is inspired from different areas of course you know like i forgot what the quote said but it was something along the lines of like Art, art isn't something that we just, like, think up in our heads. Like, it just magically comes to us. Like, we draw inspiration from people. Everything. From the world, us, yeah. from everything, to create even more great stuff. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any original idea left anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's too broad of a blanket statement. But I think everything is kind of sampled and redone. And you help you put your own twist on it. And, yeah, yeah everyone has that. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so Lee's favorite artist. Lee's favorite artist. Oh. oh, like current, current. As in, like I don't like their music, or 
Yeah, or someone that you just, if they come on the radio, you're going to switch the song. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a particular artist, artist, more so, like, what they're talking about. Okay. So, usually, like, songs that talk about, like, degrading stuff or, like, mm. monies, money, bees, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not for it. Like, or, like, stuff that has no meaning. Like, you're just, you just, like put together stuff in a nice beat. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like that stuff's so mindless. So I it just, is. that's when I immediately, like, just turn it off. I'd rather listen to nothing to listen than listen to that. Yeah. I think a lot of music these days has a similar beat. And it's, um, it's just, like, talking about the same things. Like, what is that one song where he talks about, like, it's this guy. It's a really young guy. Uh, I'm terrible with names of, like, newer artists, which makes me feel really old. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, wow, am I really that old that I don't know artist names anymore? He's the guy with like the, the colored hair, and he did a song with Nicki Minaj. Colored hair. He has like. <sighs> oh no, no, he has. He did one with Beyonce. My bad. <laughs> colored, no. colored hair. What's his genre? Uh, rap. It's Chris Brown. No. Brown hair. No. He was blonde for a minute. Uh, no. Okay. He has dreads. They're like they're like pink and green and red and. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, there. Are, I feel like there are a lot of those. A lot of those. He has like t- he's like t- all tatted up. Something to do with the number sixty nine. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like he is his name. Koda. No, not Koda. <laughs> Although I don't know what he looks like either. Me either. No, uh, about it. His name is like Tishaki or Takashi or something. Takashi sixty nine. Something something. Oh, oh. Do you uh, know what I'm um, the wait. I think I do. I think I do. What, do what song? What song? Oh no, he did one with Nicki Minaj. That's all I know. But Ex- like, wait, it's not extension. No. Uh, oh, that hit. Okay, that guy. Rest in peace. He yeah. passed away. But his name is pronounced uh, ex- extension. It's I not think. extension. No. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's extension. I think it's like xx extension. Um, I swear to God, I googled it because I, I'm probably butchering it. I didn't say it right, but it's not extension. Oh, that's what that's I heard me. It. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So basically, we don't know anything about um, new artists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Those new artists. Those new artists. Anyway, um, what about him, the Mr. 69? Mr. 69. That's, I, I don't know. That's the best name I got right now. Um, Mr. 69. Yeah, so he he did a song about, like, God, people who, who are younger who are going to listen to this are going to make so much fun of me for not knowing this stuff. But <laughs> he did a song about, like, um, like I'm great, bitch. I'm great. Um, like you know, like it was just like the whole song was like. That's it. Yeah, that was that was basically the song. Okay. So. Lots, lots of substance. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or I like I like um. I woke up in a new Bugatti. Oh my god. I woke up in a new. Can I tell you? That's first of all, that's kind of old. Fair that's kind of old. Be old. I have a story about that. Okay. So a couple of years ago, a really good friend of mine. Um, he, we had gotten into a fight. So mm-hmm. me and him like had stopped talking for like six, seven months. Um, I don't know what the fight was about, but we stopped talking for a while. Anyway, I was hanging around a couple of people who were talking about him when he wasn't around. And mm-hmm. like at this point in my head, he was like an old friend of mine. Like I didn't really talk to him anymore, but these guys were talking crap about him. Oh. They're like, yeah, he thinks he's all that. He thinks he's hot shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're talking crap about him. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really friends with him anymore, but I'm not going to let them, like, talk about him like that. 
So I like go off on them. I'm like, he's the hardest worker I know. He's an amazing person. And <laughs> at this time, <laughs> and at this time, he was um, I think he had just gotten a job and um something about like a Bugatti. Like he had posted a picture about a Bugatti, like mm-hmm. on Instagram or Snapchat. And I I hadn't like communicated with him, but from what I could tell, he he had gotten a Bugatti. So listen, I was, listen, listen. So this whole time, like these guys are talking crap about him. I'm like, he's, he's a hard worker. He freaking makes his own money. He got himself a Bugatti. Like don't talk (laughs) shit about him, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, wait, what? He got a Bugatti. I'm like, yeah, he got a Bugatti, blah, blah, blah. I was a kid at this time. (laughs) Um, And then I texted him later and I was like, yo, these guys were talking trash about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told them this, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, thank you. That's nice. He was talking about me. Also, I don't have a Bugatti. And I was like, what do you mean? Yes, you do. You posted it. You posted it on Instagram. You got a new Bugatti or something like that. And he was like, yeah, that's from a song. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. oh man. I, I've never heard that song clearly. Oh, um, so I embarrassed myself in front of uh, him, but those guys didn't know. But <clears throat> I stood up for him, and that's all that matters, yeah. you know? So, good on you for, for that. Yeah. You um, could have said nothing, but you did it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Character. So then, oh. Little Emily. Huh. Some character. Thanks. Character. Flip that hair. Yes. <laughs> Flip that hair. Flip that hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So tell people where they can find you um, on on Instagram, on platforms where they can find Hangio. Yes. Guys, follow me. Connect with me. Um, send me a DM. I'm happy to talk to y'all on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My Ooh, handle, Twitter too? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm trying to get back into that game. Yeah. Just because it's, it's still alive. Why not? I, don't get me wrong, I love Twitter, but, but Twitter to me is personal for friends. Like the mm. amount of inappropriate shit I tweet. <laughs> like, I don't want people following my Twitter. Are you private? I'm private. Okay. <laughs> don't follow my Twitter. My Twitter I is for like <laughs> it's for just like shit that you're not supposed to say. <laughs> okay, I need to spice up my feed, yeah. so following you. Um but yeah I use Twitter for like like science stuff and like entrepreneurship. Uh, that's stuff. a much better just repost it. That's a no? much better use of Twitter <laughs> than mine. I mean to each their own. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow me at my first and last. Iodele Aigbe, A-Y-O-T-E-L-E-A-I-G-B-E. Um, and then you can follow Hangio at shop Hangio, shop H-A-N-G-I-O. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link them in the show notes too. But thanks so much for doing this with me. I'm very excited about, um, just the journey. Mm. Just the journey of, snap. yeah, snap. Journey of... that's what it's about. Yes. That's what it's about. It's not the finish line that's, like, interesting. It's the journey. It's the hoops you have to go through. It's mm-hmm. the things that you have to tackle. It's the person that you're becoming. That's yeah. what's interesting. I think I have to constantly remind myself that, but surrounding myself with people like you and Tram and just very, like, motivating and supportive people really helps me kind of keep myself in check. Um, and, yeah, journey... I think journey should be like the theme of this, yeah, this whole thing because uh, I know I have enough belief in in me and in you to get to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Like for sure, we'll get there. Yeah, no doubt in my mind, we'll get there. It's just you know the journey is the fun part, and then for sure, and 
we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's not fun. I think of life as like GPS. Like sometimes you'll detour, right? But yeah. you have like this final destination and you'll eventually get there. Yes. No matter how many detours you take. So just don't run out of gas. Yeah. And you your cultivating community. Yes. Give and that gas. Your beliefs and your energy and the vibes you put out and mm. your your manifesting self-care. what you want. Self care. That's that's Huge. the gas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for doing this. Thank you. Taking it on two posts. I can't wait to see 2,000. (laughs) I'm really proud of you for taking out the time, reaching out, and just being courageous. So I want to encourage you to continue because I know you're going to help a lot of people. Thank you so much. I'm I'm very proud of you for everything you're doing, and I am so excited to see where we go. And we will, of course, we'll, you know, stay in touch and keep each other in in check in the coming weeks. But we'll do another episode in like a year. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yes. Ooh. Put it on the calendar. Okay, I'm doing it now. Put it on the calendar. It's going to happen. I'll send you an invite. Yeah. I'm so glad you sent me a Google Calendar. <laughs> because I love Google Calendar. Me too. But nobody does it now. No. Our age, at least. No. Listen. Like, what are you doing? Did I ever tell you the first time I hung out with Tram, I sent her a Google Calendar invite, but we were just going to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. I but I wanted it on my calendar. Yeah. So I sent it to her and it was, it ended up being like a two and a half or three hour like invite. And so like, as the three hours were up, she, she goes, Hey, uh, do you have to go by the way? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, well, on the Google calendar, like, you said you said it was three hours, and I was like, Aww. I'm sorry. Like, I just wanted to like reserve that space for yeah. you. It wasn't, it wasn't me trying to be like, all corporate on you yeah exactly I feel like you like just seeing that you know that we both do that it just shows that we really value our time yeah and that we're like gonna place it strategically yeah to make it out time for those things some people think I'm crazy but I'm just no like, I, time is really valuable I was so glad you sent me that google calendar okay. <laughs> I didn't know how you would take it but I saw accept it I was like okay bet and then you had your professional photo I was like man I need to step onto it yeah I have a ton of emails though and I just merged all my calendars yesterday um nice. and so it must feel good it feels so good you're scattered right <laughs> when they're not all together yeah. yeah um but thank you so much for doing this and um hopefully we'll catch up soon yes okay. thank you thank you bye, bye.